Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, live on a hump day Wednesday. We're halfway through. Well, I don't know what time officially we'll be halfway through. Like, Is it like lunch? We'll be halfway through the work week. Uh, what a... I guess we're all waiting with bated breath. We are going to get the releasing of the Fed minutes. And everybody's acting like it's very, very important. I'll tell you why it's not. Uh, our toll-free number, 800 The website, as if people didn't know, www.allamericangold.com. Uh, all the news and videos to disturb the comfortable and really get you educated on what is really happening out there. We got the podcast where you can follow us. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We got our blog. I mean, you name it. We got all kinds of things uh, to keep you in the know 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And really, this is uh, all of this is really funded by you guys. You know, when you guys do business with us, that is how we are able to do what we do, and we've been doing it this way for 21 years. And, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, 21 years ago, you really had to be out there. I mean, you had to really be, you know, the wacko uh, with the, the tinfoil helmet, you know, a, a lot of, you know, the old... The, the birchers out there, right? Way, way out there, right? Nobody in the family wanted to talk to you. They didn't want you to come to Thanksgiving dinner. And, and you know, you, you lived in the basement. And, and I think about how all of this has evolved. You know, we were really, when this company started, it was on shortwave radio. And I got to imagine there's a lot of people listening today that don't even know what that is. You know, this, this was, uh, you know, a non-mainstream message. We'll just call it that. And you, th- and I, and I really, I think about, and I do it all the time when I first uh, met Eric. You know, uh, Eric is, you know, he's my uncle. He's really my wife's uncle. But we were, we became great friends in the 90s. And all the things that he was talking about then. And I fast forward to today. And I'm thinking to myself, why is it that we even give any credence to this Federal Reserve who hasn't predicted a single thing accurately, maybe possibly in my entire lifetime. And yet, guys, you know, first it was my uncle, now it's me that have come out here and told you exactly what's going to happen. And are we are we right every time we're not? But we definitely have a much better track record than the Federal Reserve could ever dream of having. And how now, at least today, you 
know, there's gold guys everywhere, right? They're on the TV, right? They're they're running commercials everywhere, right? They've got fancy spokesmen now, and at least everybody today, gold has come out of the basement, right? The tinfoil helmet has come off, and everybody out there, and I shouldn't say everybody, that's obviously uh, too broad of a brush, but most people that are concerned about retirement, that are concerned about uh, the dollar, are concerned about the piling on of all the debt, and really concerned about how the Federal Reserve seemingly knows nothing. They all know about gold. The problem is they're not sure where to go. Right, and so when you go out and you 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 call these guys on TV, or you call the guys for the free reports, you call the bait and switchers, and all of those things, and you you feel like you have to take a shower, and the hair on the back of your neck standing up, and they're telling you how you buy this coin or that coin, and it can outperform the market by three, four, five hundred percent, and all this other stuff. We don't do any of that because it's not true. We provide you all the information for free. You don't even need to call us. You go right to our website every single day. It's like a free report every day. Well, at least Monday through Friday. And then I come out on the air five days a week, and we talk about facts and economics and what it is that we're up against. And when you come right down to it, Uh, you know, as far as price goes, we don't have complaints. Never have had them and never will. And the the reason is really simple, is people always end up doing their homework sooner or later, and they'll find out they got treated honestly, fairly, and with respect. And that's what we pride ourselves on here. We don't take your phone numbers. We don't call our clients. We just don't do that stuff. Hopefully you find value in what it is that we do, and you decide that you're going to do business with us, and that's really how we've created our business model. You know, I think about how much of our business is repeat business, how many of, how much of our business is referral, uh, and we appreciate it every single day, and we earn it every single day. We've got a really interesting show coming up. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. As the uh, we're still, and it's a great, great thing. Have a great market anomaly going on in the markets. You're able to buy gold at at levels over spot that we haven't seen really since we started this business twenty one years ago. Uh, today again, U.S. twenty dollar Liberty still twelve eighty five. If you want uh, Saint Gaudens, twenty dollars Saint Gaudens today, I'll do them at the same price twelve eighty five. You get to pick. You want Libs? You want Saints? It really doesn't matter. Either or you want some of each, we can get it done for you at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We still have back. 
updated Silver Eagle. And as I said yesterday, this is 11 or 12 years. You'd have to go back to find premiums this low. These are backdated years, so they're not the new year, but they're still one-ounce Silver Eagles. They've never seen the light of day. You know, and the funny thing is, is, is I don't know why the older ones would be less, but they are. But today you can buy backdated Silver Eagles, $3 over spots, $420 a roll. You, you just don't see that type of pricing very often. Uh, so there's either way, whatever side you want to be in the gold market or silver market, if you've never done business with us, for all you new customers out there, maybe you've been listening a long time, maybe you just started listening. You're not sure, you've never bought gold or silver before. This is a, an opportunity you want to take advantage of, and it's very, very simple. You simply call our, our 800 number today. Uh, Arlene will be on the phone, and, and you just tell her, hey, I want to buy that special Joe was talking about. I want to buy that gold. Right? I want to buy the silver. And she's just going to ask you really simply, how many would you like? That's it. That's our, that's our big, tough question. We're not asking you how much money's in your IRA or how much money's in your checking account or anything like that. How many would you like? And then you just tell us one, five, ten, whatever it may be. And we're going to give you a total. And then we're going to say, how would you like to pay for it? I know, it's a really hard question. Then you say, I'm going to mail you a check, or I'm going to send you a wire, or can I put it on my credit card? By the way, if you put it on a credit card, there is a fee for that. And then once you pay for your product, we ship it to you registered, insured U.S. mail. You have to sign for the The postman just doesn't leave it at your door. Right, or leave it in your mailbox. If you're not home when they normally deliver, they, they put a slip in the mailbox. And you just take that slip down to the post office and you pick it up right there. It's really super easy. And, and the best part is we don't play any games about it. If you want us to call you, here's the only time we call our customers. When they ask us to, and, and only really, and I should say, not only, but only really to tell you that your product's shipping. We'll do that for you. Hey, can you call me when my product ships? You bet. Some people like us to call them when the check gets here. Okay, we'll do that. We don't just call you because we never do and never will. Well, again, I'm never going to say never. But that's not what we do. And, and every time you order, you, we give you a trade number. That trade number locks us both in. Once you have that number, gold could go up 50 bucks 10 minutes after you hung up the phone. We don't call you and say, hey, you owe us more money. And conversely, if it went down 50 bucks, you don't get to call us and say you want to pay less. You know, we kind of do business, what, the old-fashioned way. I'm a man of my word. And all the people that do business with us, are, are people, men and women, of their word. 
And I know it's it's really you don't see it that often in America anymore. And and really it's just that simple. We give you that trade number, you send the funds, we ship the product. And it works the same way in reverse. If you want to sell it back to us. Absolutely. And and a lot of people are are unsure. They're like, "Well, where do I store it?" And and especially on the gold side. And Arlene can tell you all about it. She's been uh, in the gold. She's been buying gold for for what at least eleven years, ten years, something like that. Almost twelve years. Right? She she started as a customer. Now she works here. So so portable. A million dollars worth of gold would fit in a purse. It would fit in a shoebox. And you could probably still fit a shoe in the shoebox. Not both of them, but at least one of them. I mean, it's that portable. Now, silver, just as an example, if you bought a case of silver eagles, okay, there's 500 silver eagles in a case. We sell silver eagles by the roll. When the mint orders silver, everything is a Comex bar, and same thing with gold, and, and Sunshine Mint orders it for the mint, and they put them into these little disc planchets, and they get shipped to the mint, and they're just one-ounce disc, and the mint stamps them. Right, pull, puts the full body, the Lady Liberty on it, and one dollar as the face value, and each one of them is an ounce of silver, and they put 20 of them in a roll. And really, the roll is, it's not like the roll of quarters or whatever you you, you get from the bank. It's a hard plastic container, it's got a green lid on it, and there's 20 ounces in there. And then they put them in these green boxes. We call them the monster box. If you go out to our website, we have a picture. You can order it by the case on our website as well. We have a picture of it. And it looks kind of like a shoebox. Just a green shoebox. And there's 500 ounces in that shoebox. It costs today, if you bought a case of, of backdated Silver Eagles, it would be $10,500 for 500 ounces of silver. And we'd ship it to you right in that green box. It weighs about 42 pounds. And so the one thing when, we, when people ask about building portfolios, let's just say you had, hey, I'm going to do 100000 How would I do it? A lot of people uh, think silver's going to outperform gold. The silver bugs always say that. And at times it absolutely does, and at times it absolutely doesn't. I tell the story all the time. You know, gold and silver are like brothers, right? Gold's the the older brother. You know, he's uh, a little less rambunctious. He's a little more responsible. Right, and he's in charge of keeping his eye on little brother, right? And silver's more volatile, right? He's a little crazier, right? He's kind of the black sheep of the family, if you will. And silver can swing wildly. For silver to move 
you know, three, four, five, six percent in a day is very, very common. But when you track them both over a long period of time, track it over 10, 15, and 20 years, you'll see they run together. Silver can get a little bit ahead, silver can get a little bit behind, right? But it always, at the end of the day, keeps itself, you know, within eyesight of Big Brother, right, of gold. But you, you think about 500 ounces of silver, and I told you this thing weighs, it weighs 42 pounds and is the size of a shoebox. So you, you kind of get the idea of what it would take to store a case of silver. Now, if you emptied out the silver into that case, Right, you could fit well over a million dollars worth of gold. I'd have to do the math. It could be, you know, maybe two and a half million dollars of gold would fit in that same parameter. But when I build portfolios for people, when they say, hey, Joe, I, this is what I want to do. This is how much I want to work with. What do you recommend? Eighty-five percent of that portfolio is going to be in gold. And it's going to be the best price possible as far as I want as much gold as I can get for my money. When you're when you're building these portfolios, that needs to be first and foremost. Then you want to add the other 15%. You want to have some silver. You also may want to have some fractional gold just in case. And really, there's two different types of buyers out there. There's the buyer, which I'm kind of in this school of thought. I want as much gold as I can get. That's the school of thought I'm in. With, with, with the following pretext, I want as much gold as I can get where I can stay as private as possible. That's what we do. Nothing is more private in the gold market in the United States than the U.S. $20 liberties in St. Gaudens. You can buy them, sell them, trade them, and you never have to worry about a 1099. Never. Well, I didn't say that until they changed the law, but as the law sits today. The other, the other thing that we like about them is the government considers them to be collectibles. We just don't like to play, pay collectible prices. That's, we leave that for our competitors. That's what our competitors like to do. You stay at the low end, and you buy it as close to spot as possible. And like I said today, historically low pricing as far as above spot at twelve eighty five. And so you, you, you build the portfolio. That's the majority of our customers. And, and I say the majority of them, uh, and as most people always like to what? Buy, everyone likes to buy for the least amount possible. And then there's the other side, which is, hey, I'm real worried. This whole thing's going to collapse. Right? The dollar's going to collapse. Society's going to collapse. 
right? We're seeing, you know, you're starting to see, you know, whether it's the riots or the suicide attacks or maybe you're worried about the solar flare and the electronic grid going down and people laugh. That's a very real possibility. You know, a nuclear event, who knows what it may be. And that's where all of the fractional stuff comes into play. Right? That's where your silver comes into play. That's where your 10th ounce comes into play. Your 10 and your $5 uh, liberties and, and Indians and things of that nature. And, and we do it all. Whatever one of those you fit into. And, and really for most people, you kind of need to be both. So when we put portfolios together, if you've never bought gold before and you ask us to help you, that's what we're going to do. We're going to put the majority of that money to work in the gold market, right? Especially if we got sales like we have today, it's majority going to be in there. Then we're going to take that other 15% and we're going to have just in case. Because you really don't know what is what tomorrow is going to bring. So that's what we do. That's who we are. When we return, we're going to get to the economic news of the day. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. For many, many years, Americans observed today, February 22nd, as George Washington's birthday. Several years ago, under pressure from the unions, Congress made Washington's birthday one of our legal three-day weekends and passed a law that Washington's birthday should be observed on the third Monday in February. So we enjoyed our three-day weekend last week. But today gives us another opportunity to remind listeners about the true greatness of the man who is properly called first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen. A picture of George Washington used to hang in every public school classroom, but somehow those pictures disappeared. Modern writers have tried to downgrade Washington's religious faith. In Washington's time, there was a strict formality in the way they addressed Almighty God, but that's no indication of any lack of faith in God or Jesus Christ by Washington, or the fact that he and the struggling Americans asked for God's help and believed he would, indeed, favor their battle for independence. Washington's public statements and private letters are full of religious and Christian references. Here are some examples. In a general order to his troops, dated May 2, 1778, Washington wrote, To the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. The next year, Washington said in a speech to Delaware leaders, You do well to wish to learn the religion of Jesus Christ. Washington hung paintings of the Virgin Mary and St. John in places of honor in his home in Mount Vernon. Washington rigorously observed the Sabbath and attended church services on that day. Numerous associates reported that he regularly reserved time for private prayer. Those who knew Washington best 
including the chaplains who served under him during the American Revolution, had no doubt about Washington's strong religious beliefs. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. On the blog at pseagles.com, you are invited to take a stand against those who would mock traditional values, slander America, or try to redefine the family. pseagles.com is your site to speak from the heart, ask questions, and get honest feedback. Won't you join the conversation at pseagles.com? Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Yesterday we talked about, and I, I blogged about it, I tweeted about it, you know, the the whole Federal Reserve economic model and how broken it truly is and how all is they've really done is manipulated the data to try to make it appear as if the model is right and the data was wrong. Right? And you think about the modern era of technology and the machines are taking over and the 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 instantaneous data that we can now get and somehow the people that we've entrusted with ensuring the the strength of of the United States and the currency that we all need to use somehow are getting away with well, the facts can't be right because we have this theory that says that when we do this, this should happen and, and there must be a mistake. And they've done it with everything, right? They've done it with the jobs. They've done it with unemployment. So think about this. They've changed how they counted jobs. they changed how they counted unemployed. They've changed how they calculate inflation. I mean, they've done all of these things to try to manipulate and really fleece the citizenry. Because as one of their Fed governors yesterday said, hey, listen, our goal really is equities, the debt markets, right? We say price stability and we say full employment, but we really don't mean that. We'll simply adjust the numbers to make those two things appear to be true in order to save our precious equities markets, in order to save our debt markets. One of the big things that Janet Yellen, matter of fact, she says it every time she talks about how we got this new, great, robust jobs market. And one of the leaders in this market has been the, the restaurant industry. Right? We talk about it all the time, right? Waiters and waitresses, bartenders, this is who gets hired every month, according to their data. Matter of fact, last year alone, they said 286,000 people were hired at food service and drinking establishments. That's your bars and your restaurants. 
But yet the restaurant industry said, hey, by the way, the number of restaurants and bars in the United States fell 2%. Then today, following in the not-so-distant footsteps of chains like Bob Evans, Old Country Buffet, Ruby Tuesdays, and Logan's Roadhouse, Bloomin' Brand, parent company, you may have heard of these people, of Outback Steakhouse, Carabas, Bonefish Grill, and Fleming Steakhouse chain announced it's closing dozens of locations. They said the, the announced closures plans, uh, they revealed to an, in an investor presentation, they said that corporate earnings dropped $4.3 million in the fourth quarter alone. And you know, you think about if anybody eats out, Right, I just not anybody eats up. But the fourth, you know, the holiday time, people eat out a lot more. Overall, profits for 2016 dropped 41.7 million dollars from the year before's 127 million. Think about that. That's a 75 percent drop in profits. It says it's going to be closing 43 underperforming restaurants. And they said they're not going to specify how many and which locations will be shuttered. Well, they just said 43, but the how many part leads you to believe that's just the beginning. It says that Bloomin' Brands has yet to respond to a request for a list of restaurants. Uh, But here it is, just another example of the reality not meeting what the the real data says. And the real data says restaurants are closing. And yet the Federal Reserve wants to tell us what? They want to tell us, hey, we're hired we hired almost three hundred thousand people to work at restaurants last year. It can't go on forever. Right, we got a nice stock rally because all of the all of these companies know, hey, Donald Trump's going to allow us to bring a bunch of money overseas over and not pay taxes on it and we can buy back our own stock. Right? And really when you think about the last ten years and we talk about how we're waiting for the Federal Reserve to release you know, their, their minutes from the last meeting. Do you know how much debt they've created? And not just our central bank, all of them. $60 trillion. And you start thinking about, we don't even, what we got growth of what, 2%? And we've got $60 trillion in debt creation. Right? And the numbers just don't add up. The growth doesn't support that kind of debt. And then you start looking at all the other things that are happening around us. You know, they brought interest rates to zero. And now they're still near zero. They're at a half a percent. They're talking about, oh, maybe we're going to get another quarter of a point sometime. And you think about what's really happened in this economy. 
You think about all the pension funds that are going under, right, because they can't go out and buy bonds and get 6 7 and 8% returns. And it's just exacerbated the problem. And you think about all the savers that can't go buy a banking CD, and everyone has got to what? Risk all of their assets to try to make it work. We've under, you know, we, we tried to say, you know, the debt was a trillion dollars last year. Do you know what that number would have been if the Fed's funds rate was at, let's go with a, a low historical number, 4%. So imagine a Fed funds rate of 4%. You're talking about a debt that would have been close to $3 trillion. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. I started the show by asking the question, why would we even give the Federal Reserve any credence? The fact that shocks me even more is why are we not auditing these people? Because it's obvious they have no clue what they're doing. Just look at what they've been forecasting and then look at what actually happened. They've never seen a bubble for matter of fact they come out to oh it's so hard to see. And you're almost like they're not very hard to see at all. They're so obvious. You know, I liken it to uh, one of my brothers. He's very intelligent. But he has no common sense. Right? You know people like that? Super smart people. But they just have no common sense. That's the Fed. These are, this, there's no doubt. They are extremely intelligent. And they're all wrapped up in their academia and, and all of their theoretical formulas. But they have no real common sense and real life experience. And they talk about normalizing of rates. I want you all to know, you know that that's baloney. They don't ever believe they'll be normal again. Matter of fact, if you actually look at the research data and the stuff that isn't in the headlines when they release information, no one thinks rates are going to go above 2%. And they only forecast out to like 2020, 2023. So it depends. Each one does it a little differently. But none of them. Right? And we heard James Bullard. Last week came out and said, oh, by the way, I'm changing the, my model. I'm, I'm, I'm readjusting my models. I don't see anything above 1%. Why do you think that is? Why will they not go back to the era where, you know, you think about the era that most of us grew up on. Save your money, and when you hit 55, you get out of the risky stock market, and you get into the safe bond market. All of you know that that's what they've they've preached it. 
And now that the baby boomers have come of age, they took it all away. And now you need to believe that you need to keep buying the risky assets. And you're like, what happened? Why are they making you do this? I'm going to give you some answers. Here's some facts. Right now, the United States debt reported is $20 trillion in growing. Right, over 60, you know, $61,000, $62,000 per person. Right, 158000 for every household. Right, think about that. Every house, every apartment, every condo needs to cough up about a hundred and sixty grand. But you know, it's much worse than that. At the close of the federal government's twenty sixteen fiscal year calendar, and if any of you listen to this show, the fiscal budget ends September thirtieth, the last day of September. And in 2017, started on October the 1st. As of close of business of 2016, the Federal Reserve, or the Federal, I'm sorry, the Federal Government had $8.5 trillion in liabilities that are not counted in the publicly held debt. Those $8.5 trillion there might be some important ones in there. Things like federal employee retirement benefits, accounts payable, and also any type of environmental liabilities and disposal liabilities. They also have another $29 trillion in obligations for current Social Security participants. You know, just a program some of us may care about above and beyond the projected revenues from their payroll and benefit taxes. Right, another one. Right, you think about the the federal government trying to save some money. The real reason, in my opinion, of why they've changed how to calculate inflation, right here. With no inflation, as they'd like to say, they owe $29 trillion that we don't have. I know they talk about this pretend trust fund and this and that. and the other. There's no money in it. Social Security right now, we don't collect enough in Social Security tax to pay out to the people that need it. That's right now. And we got a filing cabinet in Virginia or Maryland or wherever it is filled with another two-point-something trillion dollars of IOUs. On top of all of that, best-case scenario, we're $29 trillion short. But, hey, the debt's only $20 trillion. We have another, hey, we're not done, another $32.9 trillion in obligations for Medicare participants. That's above and beyond the projected revenues from payroll tax, 
benefit tax, premium payments, and the assets that are quote-unquote in that trust fund. Normalization of rates. It's never going to happen because it's unpayable. Patriot Radio News Hour, final statement coming up. Final segment on a Wednesday. Why does the Fed minutes not matter? By the way, the numbers I just gave you, $8.5 trillion for federal employees' pension, $29 trillion for Social Security, $32.9 trillion for Medicaid or Medicare, that would be have to money that have, would have to be put in right now into interest-bearing accounts. See, the Federal Reserve is actually making these numbers get even worse. At the same time, they have to do it because if they didn't do it, then the current number, the twenty trillion dollar number, would just get blown out. And, and when you really do the math, you've got $70 trillion in rising in just these three programs. On top of the $20 trillion in rising on the, what we say that the national debt is. Then you start to understand why it is that I know gold is going to be where you want to be. It's not payable. They have no intentions of paying it. Right? And this is why all fiat money has always ended up, what? At zero. And you really start thinking about this. Is it, these aren't even my numbers. You know who did these numbers? The Congressional Budget Office. They're right there for everybody to see. But if we don't talk about it and we don't shine the light on it and we pretend that it doesn't exist, they'll never know. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you, you start to realize that this is what they've created for us. The exact thing that our founding fathers, I know these old, old, old guys, why they wanted the money to be gold and silver, and why they warned you about the money changers, which is another word for bankers. And then you start thinking about what it was this glorious institution did to get us out of another bubble they never saw coming. They tacked on another $60 trillion of debt. And then they went and took all the people that they had told for their entire lives how to get ready for retirement and what pulled the rug out from under them. Because they wanted to? No, they didn't want to. They just had to. Right? I mean, you go back to the late 90s, Well, I guess mid-90s, Alan Greenspan was talking all that nonsense about, wait, we're going to have the debt paid off by 2010. Remember that? And that's why none of this stuff mattered. 
That was his argument back then. Read what Alan Greenspan now says today. Ron Paul's right. Gold standard's right. U.S. $20 gold pieces still $1,285. Backdated Silver Eagles at $420. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Thank you.